Hey, Fireside Freedom community, we are back. It is March 15th, 2022, and this is episode 10. I only had to read that for just a second. And tonight we are going to talk about social media options and alternatives. And my fellow fire starters we have tonight are Ken, Brian, and Amy. How is everybody? Good, because they're all on mute, so we're doing yep, good. Doing great. Right on, right on. So what are we going to ask to start tonight? How's the weather been where you guys have been? Because everybody seems like they're all in a good mood. I'll tell you here, I was out sun. No, I wasn't really suntanned, but we were out and the weather's nice. So Ken, how's the weather down your way so far? Well, over the weekend, it dropped down into the low teens. I think it even got in the single digits one night, but today was mid sixties and sunny. So I'm loving life right now. See how everybody just perks right up when spring <laughs> comes around. How about you, Brian? Miserable and cold. Oh, no, it's uh, highs in the 40s, mid 40s, pushing 50s, uh, overnight lows just under freezing. So we get that nice freeze and crust over so the <laughs> water has a chance to kind of dissipate and then back right up the next day. I don't think I saw anything in the 30s or below 40 for like the extended forecast. So other than uh, daylight savings, which can piss off, um, I'm great with the weather. How about you, Amy? The weather is grand. Uh, just like Brian, same temperatures. We're pretty close to each other. So it's been fun to see the snow start to start to melt. The problem is the ground is still frozen. And so we're going to, you know, we got, we're getting the, the puddling and they are talking what, like 55 next week. And so if that happens, and then they were even saying a day of rain after that. So it's going to be a mess, but I don't even care. Like, I'm so excited that the snow will be gone. I don't even care. I'm going to go out and play in the mud puddles. It'll be great. Yeah, our chicken coop will be like completely underwater by the end of that. And uh, then it'll take like two weeks and it'll kind of drain out eventually. And who puts shit at the bottom of the hill? Did you put it there, Brian? No. Okay, good. <laughs> at least it's not a type one air. I'm just kidding. No, no, it's all right. But yeah. It, I got uh, plenty of those myself. Don't worry. <laughs> We've got, we uh, in front of the daycare at Becky's place, the sidewalk acts like a funnel. And so the rain or the, the the snow runoff just goes in and you get about an inch of water and it gets cold enough here that it still freezes solid overnight. So then every morning I put sand down and then it melts and the sand sinks to the bottom of the water and then it freezes again the next morning and I put more sand down. So we, we got a skid steer in the other day and got all the snow out of there and it seems to have made a, a mild difference. So yeah, pretty good. So I guess we're going to talk about social media. Um, when I first started talking about it, I thought it would just be all about alternatives, but I thought, you know what? I mean, social media plays a part in everything we do. Uh, every one of us as content creators, uh, it, it, it builds our audience. It allows us to engage with our audience and overall it, yeah, it's obviously a big part. So Amy, well, we'll start with you, I guess, but what's been your best, yeah, put you right on the spot. What's been your best performing social media platform or platform so far? I think that that depends on what you mean by best performing, because, you know, there there are social medias where I know if I post something, I'm if I'm posting something I have for sale or something that's kind of a business thing. I know there are certain social medias that will bring me actual business. There are other social medias that I like to hang out on because I like how they work. I like the community there. Those aren't necessarily the same things. So. Um, I have a very large following on Facebook. I am still there um, as a farmer's kind of life. I think I have like 19,000 followers over there. So that 
that serves a purpose and it's great. It's a great community, um, very different than the community on float, very different than the community on, you know, I don't know if we're counting discord and telegram as social media, different, very different platforms, but they're all awesome and they all serve their own purpose. So it's, it's hard for me to pick. What do you think of discord? I know we'll talk about, but you said, how has that been for you? I love Discord. I love it because I had actually started a, a Telegram chat group and it got really, really active. And so we would have people talking about ham radio and then people talking about chickens and then people talking about how to plant potatoes and everything would kind of get lost because it was a super long running chat. And so with Discord, it's like you kind of set up the server and then you have all these different channels that you can go into to have these different chats. You have like a main spot, a main spot, like a general chat where you can just chat about whatever. But then if you have a topic you want to talk about, go into that server and, and have a, or go into that channel and have a conversation there. So I, I'm really liking it. It's very organized and um, yeah, I like the way it's set up. Did ask you one more question, but did, did, was it a big, like, I, I know I, I figured discord out, but did you have to get, were there a lot of people that didn't want to make that jump or weren't interested in it because it's a little more complicated or not so bad? I think most of the people that are currently on the Farmish kind of life discord server probably have experience with discord, but there were some people that joined because I had talked about how great it is to keep everything separated. So I, I, I don't think it's difficult to learn. I think you have, if you have people who are willing to explain it, you know, yeah. and ask questions, then, um, I think that works, but yeah, I'm sure there are people and we'll probably get into this later. It's, it's sometimes hard to pull people to a new, mm -hmm. you know, platform because you do have to learn it and you have to spend time doing that. So, but I like discord. So how about you, Brian? I like discord. <laughs> no, uh, uh, my best performing social media. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a tough question. Cause uh, when we were, when I saw the topic and we st I started looking at the questions, it was kind of focused towards the content creating side. And I wasn't sure which uh, going into it, which we were going to do as a consumer or a creator um, with uh, Happy Hills Homestead. When we first started the homestead, we started up everything uh, social media wise and we were so freaking busy. We didn't have time to play the games that the face and that was Facebook. I mean, then it was Facebook. It was 10 years ago. So uh, it was Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Instagram, I think was around, but I didn't have the time to dedicate to it because I was working 50 hours a week and I was running the farm and expanding the farm and doing projects. I didn't have time to make videos for YouTube and all that. So I started it all and it just kind of, you know, just kind of peter along. We would post, but you have to play the game of the, um, the, the logarithms to, uh, have any growth well i didn't have time to do that and Corey didn't have time to do that um as things settled down she kind of pursued it a little bit more with the dogs uh when we got walter she had some time to dedicate to it and she did play the game and she's grown her instagram following to like twenty thousand people or wow. is that what it is 12,000 people excuse me um and then her her facebook has like three grand um but now that i'm starting my new venture uh with the lots project i've kind of stayed away from facebook because i really don't like it uh if i didn't need it for access to help Corey with baby walter stuff or to sell stuff because we're selling all our shit and that's what i use facebook for is to sell it mm -hmm. i would delete it off my phone i'd cancel it i would not be there 
um, Instagram, I really don't care. Um, so right now my top performing, the most engagement is float. I mean, I built an awesome community there. I get a ton of engagement. Um, I'm getting a uh, pullover to YouTube and odyssey from float. Uh, I love it. Um, I'm hoping to grow with them. So as starting out new and being able to focus my attention, yeah, Telegram, Float, Discord, I haven't started up yet, but I do use it for a few different things. And I'm, eh, whatever. It is It is what it is. It's different. And it is. it takes an adjustment. But I only have so much time that I will dedicate to social media. So it's hard. Like, I have to pick one or two to really focus on because I don't do consistency enough in a wide variety to grow them. So I got to kind of pick one and run. What's the new one? Uh, the new streaming? I know it's a little Twitch. Off. Yeah. So what do you think? I got to pick your brain. I know whatever, but. I just send I send my stream there, man. That's that's about it. It's one click in StreamYard when I set up my stream in the morning. I haven't really done much with it. Um I get some views. I go there. I mean, I have zero followers, but I get views. So um, if that converts somebody into downloading the podcast or um, bumping to the website, I mean, it's a one click in the morning or at night when I set up the stream for the next day. So um, yeah, it was pretty straightforward to set up. I I think if I engage, like uh, there was a local radio show uh, that uh, ended up getting basically asked to leave the radio station uh because of they were kind of like edgy raunchy kind of guys whatever kind of dirty humor um they pulled some pranks or whatever and got asked to leave and they just took their show to twitch and they're making like 10 times the money they were working for radio just working on twitch and they do their radio show every morning on there and then they do evening and they schedule when they want they play replays and they've built a huge huge community there so i mean it's it's more than just a gaming thing and i think it's uh, a valuable thing if you have the time to put into it and you have the content to throw at it or if you're a gamer and you want to stream that's kind of where you go so that's cool I'm, i might have to dip my toes into it too i think i the other night I was on a thing and they were talking about it too. So it seems to be a, everybody seems to be talking about it all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have a, they've, they have a dedicated uh, podcast and talk show group uh, category or a category, I guess, of uh, like when you sign up, you got to categorize what you're doing. And one of them is podcast and talk shows. So uh, it kind of fits right in. They're building to that niche. I think they're trying to grow. I mean, it is grow owned by uh, I think Microsoft or one of those. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I didn't think they would take us old men on there, but I guess we can try and see what happens, right? So, <laughs> how about you, Ken? Uh, I have a love hate relationship with social media. <laughs> I love the potential for the reach, but I find myself actually hating the process of it sometimes because you can you can put five hours into a piece of content and your mom or mother-in-law might like it. And then you can throw up a, the stupidest thing in three seconds and you, and you get everybody and their brother and their cousin all over top of it. So it's it, trying to figure all of that out is, has been interesting for me. Uh, the, the best, I guess, engagement I get still comes from Facebook I, I probably haven't put the time into like float and MeWe to actually figure out what people there enjoy. I, I tend to create a piece of content and put it everywhere and whoever's there can see it. And I know, you know, a lot of us being in the same communities, a lot of 
some of us do that and we see all of each other's stuff at the same place. And so I don't know, I'm still trying to figure out my social media game, but as far as engagement goes, definitely Facebook is still the best performing, but you kind of have to figure out what goes on which social media because their engagement is definitely different. If you ask a question on Facebook, you'll get 500 people that like and comment and share it. If you do that on float, one person might start. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's like I it's said, all the questions you're asking yeah. though, Ken, you I know to, it. you have to ask the right questions. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. So I, I tend to post the same thing across the, the different platforms and, and try to see what happens where. And yeah, so it, it's pretty interesting. Would you like to make a throw? Yeah, so I don't, for me, I have Facebook. I, I can't figure Facebook out. It drives me absolutely crazy. It's like an older, uh, I see somebody, hi. <laughs> they, uh, it's like, that's a, my uh, lovely wife back here. Hi, lovely wife. Oh, they see me? <laughs> yep, they <Hi>. see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I, I think Facebook is like an addiction you just can't quite kick for some reason. I, I hate it. I can't stand what it stands for. I get so little return out of it. And yet recently I started streaming there. And I'm getting views from my streams and interaction. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Because I'll post a post on Facebook and get zero, like just almost nothing, you know? And I had a, 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 a pretty large, you know, for my stuff, my, my all seasons maintenance page for my handyman business, I use that on Facebook. And then it kind of turned into my YouTube Facebook page. And I just wasn't getting a whole lot of traction there. So I split it. And I don't know, Facebook just doesn't seem for me, hasn't worked real well. And I don't spend any time on it. So maybe that's it. But now float, the float's funny, right? That's my go-to float has been really good to me. Uh, I've been on there. I think like most of us probably, uh, well, it's getting on a year and a half now from when I first started. And it was I, I like, I just started following people to start with, you know, and and if they, if I liked what they had, I kept them. And if I didn't like what they had, I didn't. But the thing I've done is I've basically treated all the platforms like Facebook. So, you know, I'll put a picture of my steak up or I'll put like last night, Charlotte won her pie contest where she had to recite pie. And people love that shit because the thing about float is that it's a bit of an echo chamber, but it's what you make it like most new platforms, right? Because the free speech, they, th those platforms attract those certain type of people, us, you know, except so a lot of times like, you know, you have the certain person that posts 842 articles about Ukraine and Russia. And before that it was about COVID and 5g and whatever else it happened to be. And it, you know, you can either look at that and be turned off or look at it and say, Oh, I'm going to try that. And I've talked about it a bunch of times, but the other night I was on this uh, live stream show. And the reason they had me come on was because they loved my practical posts on float because they didn't see a lot of that. So for me, float's been, I, I don't know, do we count YouTube as a social media platform? I don't know, but that, yeah. Okay. So Brian says, yeah. So that would be my best performing one so far. And then float and then other ones. Yeah. I get so much more return on float than I do on Facebook. And then MeWe somewhere in between. I know we'll talk about those after, but it's like, I don't know, like a simple little brother or sister to Facebook that just 
never really quite. Anyway, we'll get into that later. How about that? So <laughs> anybody else had good experiences? I know, Brian, you have. Amy, you like float or you're getting into it? Yeah, I like float. I like what I really, really, I mean, and you were kind of getting into it with the, you know, all the posts about Ukraine, all the posts about COVID. So I, I try to be very intentional about posting stuff that is not that, you know, like the, I just posted a picture. We just had a birthday party here for my oldest son and we're having sushi and Dairy Queen ice cream cake, you know, and like you have to put stuff like that on there too. Um, I think sometimes when you have especially a platform that is so about free speech, that becomes the place that everybody shares all the things that they don't think they can share anywhere else. And so in, in that sense, it can kind of become the the echo chamber. And now it's 27 posts about whatever's wrong with the world right now. So I like float and I, I love that Aaron and Kingsley are just on it and they are interacting with people. I don't know any other social platforms where the people who started it are so involved you know, in being, I, now I see a dog. Now I'm distracted by the dog. Oh, <laughs> Ken's dog. But yeah, that, that's, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, it's, I, you go ahead, Brian. It's brand new. It yep. is literally brand new. It's not even out of beta yet. Um, we feel as though we've been, uh, I mean, we have, I've been using yep. it for a year and a half, just like you probably about the same time we signed sure. up. Yep. But, um, yeah, they don't even have a fraction of the users. So, like, I think Jack's explained it this way is, you know, new platforms get all the people that the other ones kicked off. And they're all kicked off for a reason. And it's, <laughs> you know, so if you get kicked off of one place for posting about the Ukraine and this place is free speech, well, the first people that are going to go there are the people that can't have anywhere else to go. So that's kind of where that starts but i mean i just ignore it man i just like yep i just scroll past it i block it i follow stuff like amy um like you tim uh there's a bunch of other people uh evan evan posts all all mm -hmm. about his gardens down in australia uh all sorts of stuff i mean there's plenty of content on there other than politics and i just roll past politics because it doesn't bother me and then i throw up a sassy meme here and there i mean I find some good ones. I got some, I got some, I got some meme game. I throw yeah. them out there. So it's fun. Like I can't throw half the shit I throw on float on Facebook or maybe Corey's baby Walter page will get shut down because I'm an admin on it. Like, right. So I, I got to double think everything. So I don't want to participate someplace where I have to think about what I'm going to say. Like, that's not who I am. I don't think about what I have no filter. That's the whole, that's my whole deal is I have no filter. One of the, one of the, like when I first started on float, pretty much everybody that added me or I added was from the survival podcast community or the extended community. Right. And the, one of the first people that added me that I had no sweet clue who they were, I, I recognized the name, but I knew they weren't from our communities. And I looked and they were like one of the top flat earthers in the world. Not that that's saying a lot, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but I was like, oh, I don't know if I should be concerned, happy worry i don't know anyway it was pretty funny that's so a badge like, of honor man yeah i was like hey like literally i there's this youtuber i watch called Simon dan that is like constantly tearing down the flat earthers and this guy was all, i'm like that's where i knew his name from I'm like poor guy you know so yeah <laughs> sometimes i think i could be famous i could i could roll with the flat earthers i could I could get that in there. I could figure that out and figure out all the arguments. I could become famous as a flat earther or something. I'm like, yeah, it's just not worth it. There, 
there is people I know we're going on, but anyway, I've, I've heard people say they, they have their suspicions that at least a couple of the top flat earthers don't believe their own shit. They're just in it because they can, you know? So they're like flat earth evangelists or something. So yeah. Anyway. So what are strategies or what strategies have we used to grow our brands on social media? Let's start with Ken. Put you on the spot. Wait, we are supposed to have a strategy for that? <laughs> Maybe no strategy is a strategy. You know? uh, I, I don't know. I think something that works really well is like Brian was saying, if you just be yourself, just have fun with it. I tend to overthink things and try to put a lot of time and effort into something. And I think that doesn't perform as well as if you just be yourself and yeah, post whatever you feel like, post what you're thinking daily life, a picture of sushi that you're having for supper along with alongside dairy queen ice cream. I mean, people love that stuff and, and that, that drives engagement. And I, I probably don't have enough fun with it. So I don't know. I, I think if you, if you just have fun with it, be yourself, post fun stuff, it, it does a lot better. But as far as an actual strategy, I'm, I'm going to have to pass that one on to one of you guys. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. Strategy. Uh, well, with Facebook and Instagram, it was figure out what the logarithm of the the month was and yeah. uh, do that um, constant posting, um, whatever. Uh, Corey figured it out for a little while there and had some pretty rapid, rapid growth. But I think as far as strategy on float where I'm trying to build and um, is just post and engage with people, um, follow people, follow, go to like, I'm speaking specifically to that, but go to the whole feed where it's not just the people you're following and find some shit you like and follow that person. Um, you know, maybe five times out of 10, they're going to follow you back. That's going to grow your viewership. Um, and just post decent shit, use hashtags. Uh, I mean, that's, that's across the board. I think, uh, um, Hawkins in the chat posted something about, he doesn't like that. Some use hashtags, some don't. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's your go-to. That's how you find new stuff. That's how I find new stuff when I'm looking for stuff is I use hashtags to search. So I have to assume that other people do too. So if I'm hashtagging my stuff right and interesting enough, but broad enough that you're going to get a general search term, um, but driving people, you want the people that are going to stick around. So you have to kind yeah. of target those, those right hashtags. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a kind of a strategy that, uh, Corey's used effectively. And I've started to myself is, uh, is using the proper hashtags on your stuff. How about you, Amy? Uh, I think number one, just being real is really important. Um, but you guys have kind of already talked about that. I think another thing that's really important is not just to post your content. If you're a content creator, you have to also post other stuff because people just, they don't just want to see links. Um, and I think maybe one of the most important things is when you're trying to build your brand and you're trying to like build this, this audience on social media, you have to realize it's going to take time. You, it, th there's no way around that. And any audience that you're going to build, boom, like that super, super fast, it's not going to be the audience you want. I remember way back in the day um, when I was first on Facebook as, um, as a fiction author, 
they were all talking about how you should like give away a Kindle, you know, like have a contest. And if you, if you follow my Facebook page, uh, I'll do a drawing for a Kindle. Well, people are following you because they want a chance to, you know, get the Kindle. They're not following you because they, you know, mm -hmm. care, you know? So building a, a loyal community and a people that actually want to follow you for you. Um, and then commenting on other people's stuff, you know, it, it, Sometimes people, a while back on Facebook, people would be like, oh my gosh, Amy from A Farmer's Kind of Life commented on my thing. Well, yeah, I, I put my pants on just like you do, y'all. Like I'm here on Facebook trying to meet people and talk to people too. So it, you know, like, I don't know, just be real. Just be a dork. Just be, you know, whatever you are, just be real. I think for me, uh, like we all talked about being real and like, first off I do, I post the same thing across all my platforms because it's me wherever I am, you know, so it, <clears throat> it first, it saves time, but also, you know, the funny thing is I will see, for instance, Amy, like one, I'll see one of your posts on MeWe and I'll respond to it there. And then I'll see a completely different one on float a few hours later. And I'm like, Oh, and then, you know, so I miss things all the time and we all do, you know, jumping from feed to feed to feed. And then I'll see something occasionally, even on Facebook, I'm like, Oh, I'll post, you know, post there. And so it, you have to get things in front of people. I forget what the exact number is, but I want to say like seven times because yeah. Oh, there we are. Yeah. See, so yeah. So I had a guy the other day that's been part of my community for almost since the beginning. And he said, I didn't know you had a podcast. And I was like, I wanted to chuckle or give him a hard time. I'm like, but you forget because we get in the mindset that what we do all the time, everybody should know, right? It's like my business here in town. I'm like, I do uh, property management. And people say all the time, I didn't know you did property management. I forget that, you know? But the other thing that I did is when I first started, I committed to myself that I would respond to absolutely everyone for as long as I possibly could. So every single comment on YouTube, unless they're an asshole, uh, I respond every time. And even sometimes if they are, but you know, so. And Those are the ones you respond to more, the assholes. Oh yeah, it, it on, on a rare occasion, if I'm feeling like a real dick, I'll blast them across social media everywhere if they really get under my skin. But I try not to, because you do need to have thick skin in this game, right? But, so I do, like I respond to absolutely everyone and and I don't just do it out of obligation. I do it because I, I want to, you know, people are willing to take the time to comment on my stuff and I want to comment back. Right. And I know there'll come a time. Well, I'm not to sound full of myself, but I'm sure Amy runs into it that you just can't respond to absolutely everything all the time. And it's like when you start a new job, I always used to think, okay, those first few weeks, I have time to learn everything because I I'm not full with all this other junk right now. And that's social media and that's responding to all the all the people. And that that's what I've really tried to do right from day one is whether it's a, a PM, you know, I get a lot on MeWe and some on Facebook. Just try to respond in any way you can because people appreciate it. I know I remember like the first time Jack posted on something of mine or responded to me, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And you're right, because Jack puts his pants on one leg at a time too. And so does Nicole, and so does Amy and Brian and Ken and Tim and everybody else because. We're never a big deal, but it's just funny. It, it, and it also, without it sounding funny, it also builds loyalty too, right? Or, or you, cause you're building an actual community. You're not just doing it because you want people to come back, but that is part of it too, right? You engage with the person. 
they become your friend. And then eventually, hopefully you, you want to meet in real life too. And yeah, that for me, that's been my biggest um, strategy for sure has been just respond to everything. Go ahead, Brian. That's how I met you. That's how I met you. That's how I met Amy. Right. It was on social media. I just reached out. I commented on a post. You commented back and it was an interesting conversation. So I looked again at more of your stuff and I enjoyed it. And then, I, I mean, I heard you on the survival podcast is why I started following you. Right. But once I followed you and I engaged with you and you engaged back, it opened up this communication path. And the same with Amy. I found her on Twitter when I first moved to Minnesota, first moved to the homestead. <laughs> I'm this chick on Twitter, farmer's kind of life. I'm like, sounds all right. I mean, whatever. She's like down the road. I could figure this out. And so I sent her a message. She's like, yeah, I'm in central Minnesota. What are you planning on doing? Like, That's I don't know. Awesome. I have no idea. I like, I have no clue. I have been researching this for two years and I'm just starting. Um, yeah. She's like, yeah, I have this group on Facebook. Come on and join it. It's uh, it's really cool. Like there's a lot of people that are just starting. There's a lot of people that are, uh, are experienced. So I joined the group and yeah, that formed a, a great friendship. I mean, over the last eight, nine years, uh, just because she responded to my comment on her post. Um, that's all it took. It, it like opens that door and makes you real to someone else. And so, yeah, that's probably why Fireside Freedom exists is because Amy yeah. responded uh, to my thing. And then she told me to listen to TSP when I when I started commuting. I was like, hey, what podcast do you listen to? Because I'm driving forever every day and I need something to listen to. She told me to listen to TSP. So in actuality, I think Amy owns Fireside Freedom, not me. So here's, oh, go ahead, Amy. Um, actually, I was going to talk about how you said, you know how um, you assume that everybody knows what you do. So I started A Farmer's Kind of Life back in like 2009, right? And I started a Facebook page for it shortly after that. And there's all these people who follow it, right? And I remember posting maybe a year ago, something about how many of you have realized that I have a website called afarmishkindoflife.com. And all these articles that I'm sharing are from my website. You would not believe the people that did not make the connection that they are following a farmish kind of life on Facebook. They didn't realize that I had a website that all this that you know, like, and you mm. you don't even think you don't even think that that can happen. But it, what you were saying is absolutely true. We get stuck in our head like people because I've posted this how many times. I'm assuming people have seen it how many times, and it it's it's just not. Nope. You just got to keep telling people. It just blends into the background yeah. noise after a while, you know? And yeah. Funny story about Brian. He said when, when he first seen you, the first time I saw your, I, I forget how it was written, but I, I read it as an Amish kind of life. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know how it was the same with, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I, it's not an Amish haircut, you know, but I, it was like that with uh, Nicole Sauce. I wouldn't, I didn't follow or listen to her podcast for a few months because I thought you had to be from Tennessee. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, it doesn't mean they're living free in Tennessee. It means she is, and she wants to share her life. See how stupid I could be, you know? This oh. is how you live for no money in Tennessee. So if you're not in Tennessee, get the hell out. Exactly. Right. And now I've got Amish paradise in my head because of Letty. So, so what about, okay. A little bit of a tangent, but we're talking about it. What about collaboration for growth as well? I know it's a little, it's still social, but I mean, this is literally what we're doing now, but 
would anybody want to chime in on that? Because I mean, I could talk about collaboration for days, but I mean, it's it's great. I I love talking with other like the best interviews I've had are other content creators. I mean, mm -hmm. they they know they obviously like to talk. We all like to talk, otherwise we wouldn't do this shit. Um, so it's it's good to do an interview with someone that's going to carry a conversation with you. Um, I don't mind interviewing people that don't do content, obviously. I mean, otherwise you'd run out of people real quick because there, there's a lot of us, but not that many. Um, but it's really enjoyable with someone that you can kind of bounce and, and have that dialogue with that is also doing it on their own. So um, collaboration is great. And yeah, you, you open it up to each other's audiences, um, share ideas. I love being in your like telegram chat. Uh, I learned so much shit in there. <laughs> like, it, it's just great. Like, it's just a huge community. And as it grows and all these communities come together and kind of divide off into little, little sections, it's, it's just, it's how things, how things grow and how things grow spontaneously and how we build a huge community of like-minded people that all have different goals and ambitions and uh, skills and skill sets and expertises. And it's just kind of, it weaves it all together better. How much fun did we have the other night? Remember the, the impromptu after? Are we, are we doing that tomorrow night too? I, Brian was asking me, are we having oh, another after party? Might be able to. I, I, yeah. How long has it been? It's been a couple weeks, hasn't it? Two weeks. I think every other week would be a, would it be a perfect thing? Oh, that was too much fun. We were going to start a, we got to start a YouTube channel, a different YouTube channel so that I don't end up. I can't. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but we had so much fun and it was just four guys sitting around shooting the shit about nothing and everything. And that that's infectious too, right? Like when you have that conversation with other people, I can't believe how many people want to sit down and just listen to other people talk. And it doesn't even have to be about anything. Yeah. I heard like the uh, Brian had somebody on his show the other day that said it was like, you got, that was the best episode of Unloose the Goose I've ever heard. And I'm like, wait, that's not what it was though. It was like <laughs> way different than that. <laughs> It was, it was after. That, <laughs> yeah. And oh, that that's hilarious because it was fun. We were just legitimately us. Not that we're not us, but you know, when you're, when you're creating, I know it's way off in tangent here, but when you're creating content, you, you, you get yourself in a box at some point, right? You're a certain personality doing a certain person, a certain piece of content each time. And it's fun to let your hair down, you know? And <laughs> Yeah. Well, we went, we bounced back and forth on topics was really yeah. the right part. Like I, I talk about my shit. I talk about the homestead I did. I talk about coming up. I'm talking about my trailer redo, all that stuff. But it was nice to be able to talk about football. Not, I don't watch it anymore, but I did a lot. Like that was huge in my life. Talk about football, then some movies, then bullshitting about some meme. And, you know, that was, yeah, that was like, that's me every day when I'm not talking about the shit I do here. Like that's, exactly. that's what I yeah. talk about with my coworkers and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's just a different side of you. Like you do, you box yourself in content because you're trying to draw in a certain audience. You're trying to, you're trying to drive into a niche. And so that kind of ties back into the social media platforms is what niche are you in? Where is your audience? Like are people that are still on Facebook really the people that I'm trying to display my message of freedom and liberty and privacy and everything along those lines that Facebook is absolutely opposite of? 
is that really where I want to try to focus my energy to draw an audience from? But I'm niching into the float community is like perfect mix yeah. of the people that I'm trying to reach. I don't, I want as my audience and then fringes in Odyssey, MeWe, um, Gab. I don't know. I signed up. I think I have an account, but I think I went there twice. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been there yet. So I don't know how that one's going to work, but, uh, yeah, I hear there's a bunch of racists and a lot of weird shit over there. So, I mean, whatever you can block them everywhere you know i'm a big boy like you know the thing the cool thing about social media is you can stop looking at shit and you can scroll past shit and you don't have to report shit like if you don't like it stop looking at it so you're telling me that i'm actually allowed to scroll past something without being offended and without reporting it that's actually a thing you have to be offended like no one can offend you. Like, no one can offend you. You have to allow yourself to be offended. I didn't so, know I could do that. My life just changed. That is crazy talk. Do whatever they want and just stop being fucking offended. Like, stop taking offense and stop being offended for other people. Like, yes. where did this shit start? Like, I'm offended. I'm offended because Amy would be offended by that. Like, well, she's a big girl. I, like. I know she she's got guns. Like if she's offended, she'll say so. Like it's okay. <laughs> I heard an interesting concept the other day that you can only be offended by something that you believe. So like Tim, if somebody said your hair is too long, you're not gonna be offended by that. But if but if you're self-conscious about being a bald guy and they say something about that, then then you'd be offended. So all these people that get offended for other people, they might actually believe what somebody's saying about him. I don't know. It was an interesting concept to me. I just want to, I got a shout out. Um, I'm watching the float chat over here and uh, there's a Russ ETFP just joined the chat and said, I, so I just joined flat uh, flat. Oh my God. Too much bourbon already. So let's try this again, Tim. So I just joined float. Thanks you all. So yes, well, we got to shout out somebody who's brand new to float and just come into our chat here. So that's great. What's the, what's his name? It's at, well, yeah, Russ, R-U-S-S, E is in Echo, T is in Tango, F is in Foxtrot, P is in Papa. Everybody go follow him. Yes, I will copy and paste it into the, there. So our dozens of fans can go and follow on Float. This is great. There we are. There's the Float username, guys. Give them, give them some love. Amy, did you hit 2,000? Oh, my God, we're all over the place. Did you hit 2,000 subscribers on YouTube? You must have. I- I would have to go check. Last I okay. checked, I was still it. I was bouncing between 1998, 1997, 1999, 1998. It was, oh. Damn it. Because it still says 2K. That makes me Does mad. It? But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. So let's talk about alternative social media platforms, guys, since that's all we've been talking about already. So what? Yeah, I mean, why don't we start with what ones we're on, what ones we've tried, that kind of stuff. Do you, you want to start, Amy? Sure. Uh, I'm on Float. I'm on MeWe, Telegram, Discord. Um, I joined Gab. I haven't had a lot of luck with it. Um, but uh, I, I was there, I don't know, I probably joined like a year ago, the first time, a year and a half ago, maybe. And I just feel like I kind of got into this crowd that just wasn't, 
so I'm like in my forties. Right. And I had this group of like 20 year old dudes that just were like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I was like, mm. and I, I tried to, you know, connect with some other people and I was just like, I don't have time for this shit. So I stopped. And then some other people are like, you should get back on Gab. And so now I'm there, but I feel like there's not a lot of stuff going on, you know, in who I'm following. And you, I mean, you get out of it, what you put into it, but you know, there's only so much time. So do you guys ever find that, like, I don't want to say constantly, but quite often people are like, hey, how come you aren't on platform XYZ? And it's some random, obscure, friggin' like, you know, only anarcho-capitalists from mm -hmm. the ages of 35 to 45 are allowed in. Like, why aren't you a part of it, right? Yeah. And yeah. you literally could be on every platform. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe somebody will invent or maybe it exists. And if somebody knows this, maybe there is an app that you can just put in your post and it will i don't think so is there brian yeah he's shaking his head no there used to be uh uh was it hootsuite hootsuite or something mm. like that used to do facebook and twitter i think you could have up to like three on your free plan but yeah i with the platforms i'm on now uh -uh. Um, yeah i was gonna say that there's places like buffer the hootsuite different places but like float doesn't want you to schedule your posts like that and MeWe doesn't want you to schedule you know like those more alternative ones that and i guess the benefit of that is that they want you to post and actually be there not just send everything out and be like here's my stuff you know they want you to be on the platform connecting with actual people so i i think that's where that comes in it was real convenient when you could just press a button and it went everywhere but yeah yeah, I saw a, uh, a really interesting conversation. Um, I think it was one of the Alex's from Float. Um, Alex Martin, maybe, uh, was talking about, he got asked a question about uh, like a referral, once the Float token is a thing, like referral bonuses for new members, like you could, like uh, Odyssey did, like you refer in a new member, you get X amount of tokens or whatever. And he's like, I don't really like that idea because you can, uh, you can refer a thousand people that bring no value to the platform, mm -hmm. or you can refer one person that brings a thousand times the value to the platform and who's getting more benefit out of that. So he's like, I like more of a tiered thing where you refer someone and then you're, referral bonus is based on how productive they are on the platform and then it kind of snowballs into back to the originator almost like a multi-level uh marketing thing but more legit because it's actually got metrics and there isn't like the control top down and all that but um yeah that was a really interesting conversation about um building quality networks instead of just size networks is i would rather have a hundred people that interact with me than a million people that like don't listen to me but they follow my page like what good is that like really it's like buying instagram followers you know yeah so that. uh were you were you done with your alternative media channels amy because i got some that i'm on i was but nate in the chat just told me that I am at 2K and I just checked on my phone and I'm at 2002. So yes. thank you, you guys. Congratulations, Jer. Excellent. <laughs> Go ahead. So bro. I'm on uh, MySpace and Friendster and um, <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, this is not 2002. Oh, wait. It's 2022. Sorry, wait, 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 wait. Are is you on GeoCities page yet? 
Yes, I do. <laughs> Are you on OnlyFans, Brian? Well, that was going to be my next one. I did. <gasps> I did sign up for an OnlyFans nice. account, and nice. I have zero followers. No one wants to watch me um, do what I do. Um, but no, I'm on Float uh, big time. Uh, I really, I think it's the real deal. Um, Aaron and Kingsley are phenomenal. Um, so that's kind of where I'm spending most of my time. Uh, I did sign up for Gab. Uh, Rumble is kind of an alternative, I guess, uh, to YouTube. But it is, again, like, if you look into these platforms, like Parler and all this shit, they're all, it's kind of like the news channels in the U.S., they're all owned by the same freaking people. So you think you're getting away from it, but you're not really, if you really look behind the curtain, but yeah, float. I don't think they have a whole lot of uh, ulterior motives other than just having some place for people to be able to talk and say what they want to say. And it's a really great community. You would think with all that free speech, there'd be a lot of hate speech and a lot of people uh, shouting each other down and everything, but it seems pretty peaceful over there. Um, and people are really encouraging and just kind of do their own thing. And if they want to watch your shit, they do. And if they don't, they just ignore it. So um, I kind of like it. I'm really excited for version one for sure. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to bust their, you know, balls or anything, but it sure would be nice when we get it. I'll tell you that. I'm excited. For I that. mean, I'm, I'm glad they're doing it right. I mean, yeah. I, I work in the service industry and uh, the company, manufacturer products that i work on are well known for field testing shit literally in the field um which is just hell for service techs because we're figuring out all the program uh, problems for their engineers on the customer's dime in the parking lot when it's negative 30 so i don't appreciate it too much so i'm glad they're doing the backside testing and taking it a little longer because that's that's really the way to do it because you don't want to launch and then everything falls flat and then you got to restart it's it's not good how about you, Ken? <laughs> I have to comment on on some of the comments in the chat. They're kicking it old school over there. Yeah. I remember the days of Yahoo Messenger. I had this friend. Uh, I was hoping at one point that she was going to be a girlfriend, but that didn't work out. One of those internet strangers, you know. <laughs> every, every evening after work, I just couldn't wait to get home and fire up that dial-up internet, you know, and sit there on Yahoo Messenger for the hour that I got for the evening. <laughs> Talk about old school. Um, as far as alternative platforms that I'm on and active, uh, Float definitely and MeWe. Uh, Telegram, I'm on. Mostly I use that for personal chats. I'm not in a lot of groups there. And the ones I'm in, I'm not very active. I just, I hate notifications all day. So most of my things have notifications off and then I forget to check them half the time. <laughs> <laughs> um there's a couple others that i've tried uh have you guys heard of minds minds.com yeah i tried that one i could never couldn't get that one to go anywhere uh there was one called yours.org i think it went away um one that i liked for a little while it, it was a blockchain platform it was uh oh shoot voice i think it was voice.app or something like that uh -huh. They they kind of went away from being a social media to more an NFT thing. So I haven't really tried it since they switched. I'm not sure what they're like now, but definitely the most active on float in MeWe. Is anybody on Mastodon? No, I, I haven't tried that one. So 
<laughs> my dad joke come out sorry about that <laughs> yeah um so we uh, somebody just asked has anybody tried trump's new platform what was that is that called re-election sorry Jesus, I'm on. Anyway, so yeah, I uh, so for the record, Ken, I I tried mines last year, probably early in the year, and I didn't get any traction on it at all. So I I looked the other well, about a couple of weeks ago. My last post was May of 2021, and I get like two or three new subscribers every month. I'll or, or no, it's about every week now. So I went back and I had like 160 subscribers. So I've started posting there again just to see. What happens? I don't know. I, I doesn't take much time, but uh, so float. I'm on, and yeah, I haven't really mentioned Telegram, but man, I love Telegram. But I started on Telegram a few, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, and the problem was I was in too big a group. So like, I the TSP group is like, it, you know, if if you miss what somebody said, you might have to scroll back 75 messages in the last two minutes. I don't know. Has anybody else experienced that in places? Yeah, that's why I stopped using it for a long time and then uh, went back to it when I was using it for, per like Ken said, for personal conversations. Uh, and then I picked up some groups here and there, smaller groups um, like yours, mine. I started mine. I really like that. It's like 20, 20 some people. It's about uh, perfect. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. mind it being like maybe 60. Like yours is really nice. It's 60 people. There's a nice mix of different uh, voices there, but it's not overwhelming. Yep. Like you can stay away from it from for two days and come back to 20 messages. Well, I can read 20 messages when you miss TSP for like four hours. It's like 400 messages. I'm like, I don't have time for that shit. Um, like and it, like you said, it's about 14 different things and you're trying to read the questions and the answers all mixed in. Um, and I get why Amy has the love for discord because that would kind of clean all that up. Did anybody try fire? On, uh, did I cut? Yeah. Sorry, Ken fire on. Has anybody tried fire on? So, okay. When, and I, I, I have nothing but love for Xavier. I think he's an awesome dude. He cracks me up to no end. And I was so excited to try fire on, and this is not a knock on it, but I joined it like the first day it was open. It just wasn't my crew. It, you know, it was, uh, I, yeah. Anyway, let's just leave it. It just wasn't my crew. You know, it was like Amy. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I can. It's yeah, some yeah. Earth, earth people. <laughs> yes, it is earth people. Granola crunching, I, you know, and it's cool. I mean, do you do you? That's, I'm, I'm cool. You do you. Um, just not my crowd. Really. Yep. It's, it's just, it's too, uh, too woo woo. I'm getting pretty woo woo uh, myself, uh, kind of going out on that nature, nature path and uh, natural living and that kind of stuff. But it's a little even woo woo for me. There's only so many stones and incantations that I can take. That's all, you know, and if, like you said, if it's for you, it's for you. Sorry. Go, go ahead, Amy, or whoever wanted to. Yeah. Ken. Uh, talking about telegram telegram's got some really cool features, but like you said, smaller groups work really well. I love how you can do kind of a voice chat. And I think there yeah. was a, um, there was a iPhone app. I can't remember what it's called. It's kind of a social media, but it's only chat. So people create these rooms and they just chat about, it's a lot of personal growth stuff in there. You'll see a lot of life coaches and things like that in there. I can't remember what it's called. There's another one called wisdom, which is kind of similar to that, but it's, it's only voice. There's no, you don't post things. You don't. 
share video content or anything like that. You just get together and maybe one person will lead the room. So Telegram's got some cool features that are similar to that. And I've done some of the video chats in there and I saw they just did the live streaming thing. And Tim, I think you started live streaming on there. Uh, I, okay. I've, I've done a miserable attempt. So, okay. Remember Amy, we, we talked about it on the show you were on about not being afraid to fail. Right. And I can promise you, I am not afraid to fail because I have, I have failed miserably at it so far. I'm trying to figure it out. I do have plans. So one thing I think will be a lot of fun is I've been wanting to start like a, a certain time once a week to have a chat in the workshop telegram group. And I think I want to use the video thing where anybody can come in and we can just talk because I, on the occasions where I've done that with people just impromptu, it seems you get more of a connection when we can actually see each other. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Have you tried it yet, Brian at all? The, or no, maybe you have. I, just, just with you that night. Um, yeah. I never even saw the update. You were like, yeah, Telegram said you could live stream. I'm like, huh? I got like two extra streams on my my uh, shit. I'm definitely, yeah, let's do it. And then all of a sudden I'm getting like blown up from video chats from you. And I'm like, what is going on? Is he testing that shit? So I jumped on with you and I was just kind of finishing up dinner. And you're like, hey, who's on? <laughs> I, like, I, yeah, me. I tried. I was like, I'm yeah, I, I, I went back and deleted all the notifications. But that's part of the fun. We tried. That was like fire on. I jumped into fire on and I'm like, all right, guys, I'll see you later. It's okay, you know, and that, yeah. Try it all. I mean, see yes. what fits you. Like, MeWe, I don't know, man. Like, it just seems should, Let's stale. bitch about MeWe for a minute. Yeah. It seems stale. I mean, really, I go there and I see the same shit um, that I see other places, but I don't see any innovation. I don't see any follower increase. I don't see any um, user base increase. It's just the same cyclical thing over and over and over. Um, but yeah, I go drop my links in there. I got a page. I pay like, I think two bucks a month or something, whatever for my page. Um, it comes out of my PayPal account. If I don't have that in my PayPal account, there's something bigger wrong. So whatever it, it is, what it is more eyes. That's my morning with my podcast is basically copy and paste from a word document into all the social media platforms. I don't use and hit send and then <laughs> go to the ones that I do use and actually engage with people for the rest of the day. Were you going to say something, Ken? No. Okay. Yeah. I, I, so me, we, do you guys remember like in the early, early to mid two thousands, you'd be surfing the internet and all of a sudden you'd come across the page that hadn't really changed since like 1997 and you go on and they had like blinking text and it had the banner ads at the top. And it might have had like scroll if they were really fancy, they had like scrolling text at the bottom. That's kind of what MeWe feels like. Like, do you guys remember Facebook in like 2009? And I don't know what it is, but my engagement's definitely gone down on MeWe. Like it's just, it's just kind of there. It's never really like all the other platforms has gone up and up and up. But MeWe's just kind of and then the chat is either dead or again running like uh, a mad bull, you know. Somebody says MeWe's good. Sorry, let's bring that up. Nate says MeWe's good for buying and selling animals. And Letty says, they're still out there, Tim. Those old GeoCities pages still exist. <laughs> MeWe's good for buying and selling animals if you have a local active group or place to do it on MeWe. Um, I've, done, I've done quite a bit of business in the, the crypto barter and exchange group. 
um, that someone from the TSP community started up. Uh, we kind of buy and sell stuff uh, for crypto. Uh, that's worked. I've done quite a bit of business there. But other than that, MeWe is kind of just, I don't know. It is what it is. It's a personal thing. I don't think I see my business or my content creation really benefiting greatly from it. It's more a personal side thing. Yeah, I feel like uh, MeWe is... Sometimes I refer to it as Facebook light and I don't know why it just, it has a Facebook vibe to me. Uh, but I, I think the problem with me, we, I think it hasn't changed. Like we've already said that, but it is so hard to get going on me. We, because when you join me, we, you don't see shit. Yeah. You, you have to know someone on me. We, so I would like invite people come over to me. We, it's really awesome. It'll be great. And I got a lot of people to join and then they were following me. So it was the Amy show and they're seeing everything that I posed and like, I'd be like, okay, well, let's figure out how to get you to meet people. And if you have a lot of time to spend on social media, maybe you work from home, maybe you work online, whatever it is, you have a little bit more time. And especially if you're a content creator, obviously you want to dig into those things. But if, if you don't, you know, you're working your eight hour, 10 hour job and you're commuting two hours each way and you're like, okay, well now I'm going to hop on social media for five minutes and see what's going on. I don't have time to figure out me. We. I don't have time to dig into things and figure out who else is on MeWe so I can have an actual feed to look at. So I think that's like part of the problem with MeWe not growing. They like they they haven't changed that. So yeah, they've made it difficult. I, have any of you guys ever dug into your analytics? Like I check so YouTube and uh, my main uh, website. I look at see which uh, social look at. Yeah. Anyway, I look and see which uh, social media platforms are pushing traffic to them. And uh, YouTube, of course, and float seem to be the big ones. I get some from Facebook, but I get like zero from MeWe. There's just nothing that comes from MeWe on the back end at all. I don't know anybody. You guys look into that at all? or am What I analytics are you using? So I like I go on number one, if you go on YouTube, you can see. Okay. Uh, if you go into the studio, you can yep. see which, and then uh, on Word, WordPress, WordPress, is that what it is? Yeah. Yep. You can go in and I can look at, so when you look at your daily traffic, you can go down and it'll show where the traffic came from. Okay. Of course, a lot of mine comes from the podcast now, but yeah. So you're not looking at like Google analytics or anything like no. that? Okay. Cause I was going to say, in, about that. yeah, in Google analytics, they will, they will pull out your Facebook traffic, your Twitter traffic, your Instagram traffic, but anything like me, we float any of those alternative ones, they come in as direct traffic. And I had to figure that I was like, I'm not getting any, you know, traffic from float or me, we or anything like that. And then I had to realize, yeah, I actually am. It's just like Google's hiding it and calling it something else. And, you know, they're probably doing that on purpose, but. That's a whole nother story. They yeah. would never do something like that. They would never swage you to their partners. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for even insinuating that. Yes, you, you need to you need to say that to Google. It'll be bad. But one other platform we use over on the Prepper Broadcast Network. So this is one of those things. They they have what they call the EOC. I can't remember exactly what it stands for right now, but they use Element, which is I don't know, similar to Discord, except it's kind of a free speech platform. So they wanted everything kind of behind, you know, basically you had to jump through a hoop so that you could kind of filter the people that came in. But the problem was, is they found it really got so difficult or too difficult to get new people in that they weren't attracting anyone. So now we've opened it up so that it's a public group, kind of like what you can do with the other platforms, you know, 
And so again, it's just another platform and it, it really does work good because it has all the different, um, you know, it, it's just like Discord basically with all the different chat groups or rooms or whatever. And it works, especially now that we've opened it. And we also did a video showing how to get people on there because it can be difficult. So what else do you guys think? So how about, I guess we've talked about this a little bit, but um, how do you decide which platforms to stick with? Brian, you kind of just keep throwing them at it, do you? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, where I get engagement, I obviously kind of focus my attention. Uh, but yeah, if I got an account open, I might, and if I can copy and paste a post there, I'll do that. Um, if I start getting engagement on those posts, like every day when I go there to do that post, I check notifications or scroll through my previous posts, see if there's any engagement. If there isn't, I just post and move on. Um, I don't know. I could probably work at it harder, but like I said, what am I going to focus on? Um, I'm going to try to go where my audience, where I want, I don't know. I guess your audience picks you. You don't pick your audience, but like, I kind of have an idea where my audience kind of hangs out. So that's where I keep pushing is the new stuff. But the more I look into the, the, the platform du jour that's coming up, like Trump's new platform or whatever, I'm just like, yeah, that's just another one that's going to be there and gone or be there and kind of grow a little bit. Everybody's going to be, uh, and then it's just going to do nothing. Um, or it's just going to be a bunch of, uh, trumpet up and, uh, yeah, I don't need that shit. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm so far out of the politics that, uh, yeah, yep. that, that I just don't care. How about you, Ken? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, go where there's engagement, which sometimes, yeah, post, copy, paste, post. Um, like, I'm on Twitter, although I... I'm never on Twitter. I don't even check my notifications or anything like that. I'll post there and then I'm out. <laughs> so there's a few of those like that. Um, just going where there's engagement, which probably mostly for me is Facebook, a little bit on TikTok here and there, and then float. Float is probably my second most engagement. Um, yeah, that's that's the only thing that I have on that. So how about TikTok then, Amy? Are you still doing TikTok? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess we should have talked about TikTok. Is that social media? I don't know. I guess it's kind of social It all is. Yeah. yeah I, I I like TikTok. How come? Uh, as far as videos, it's very easy to make a video. And it's very short. And it's just psh, psh, concise. Um, you can't babble on forever. So, I mean, I, I think it's, it's good for some things. And I just think there's a really cool community over there. If you can be on TikTok long enough to find that community, because I've said before, if you just hop on TikTok and just go at it, you're going to think it's a dumpster fire. And it kind of is because they'll just throw all sorts of things at you. But once you hashtags, once you start finding those hashtags and, and finding the right stuff, it's, there's some really cool things there. So I'm liking it. I don't know. Have you ever seen, you know, is it Ben? I can never put it. Is it Shapiro or Shapiro? Do you guys know him? Shapiro. Yeah. You ever mm -hmm. seen his that Ben react to TikTok video? <laughs> I haven't. No. Oh, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, is it? You gotta, yeah. So I, I just got to say, like, I, I tried my hand at YouTube shorts for a bit. Mm -hmm. I like, like, if I'm, 
Uh, not that it happens very often, but if I'm just sitting down looking to veg, sometimes I'll just scroll through YouTube shorts, mm -hmm. but I have a hell of a time <laughs> condensing anything I want to say into 60 seconds. I cannot, ah, oh. it's like when Ken asked me to write a little, how many words was that, Ken? A uh, hundred, 150. Yeah. Was like, that a struggle? Yeah. And I was like 350 words. I'm like, shit. I, better <laughs> I, had, I had a problem with that too. I was like typing away, typing away, typing away. All of a sudden it's like, boom. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Corey says you can't talk in under 60 seconds because you're Canadian and you have all that A's and U's and all that stuff in there. It takes up so much time. Listen, I worked really hard at, what do they call them? Uh, not pregnant pauses, but you know, yes, I understand. So Hey, and sorry, I, the other problem is I have to stop and apologize about every 30 seconds. It's just an awful thing. You know, sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah, so sorry. Anyway, so sorry. what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm not, it's my fault. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, TikTok, Becky loves it. Uh, you know, I don't want to, maybe, I, well, anyway, it seems it maybe has a little bit of a feminine bent. Like uh, it seems to maybe skew a little more to the uh, female side. Do you think? I don't know. There's some funny stuff. I think I sent you something that was pretty. Oh my God. Fantastic. Yes. You see the funniest shit on the internet right now is on TikTok. It really yeah. is. Like it was the Canadian thing, right? Brian? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he sent it to me while I'm at the daycare at Becky's daycare. And I'm like, yep. Better turn <laughs> it down. So yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm finding of it. I'm not sure um, what I'm gonna do with it. I know I can't keep it on my phone very long if I'm not gonna be producing anything on it because it's a time suck like nobody's business, uh, and I don't deal well with that. So I got to either figure out a strategy to use it for my benefit or delete that shit because enough people send me. Uh, the funny stuff on there i got enough <laughs> people sending them i don't need to be scrolling through them looking for them and spending all of a sudden all of a sudden you look up and it's 45 minutes later and you're like uh what yeah that's that's not me i can't do that i don't have enough time so yeah it's got to be uh something productive or not and i think that's part of the thing i you know going back to the question i think you have to i think it's good to try the options because i think it's good to have options but i think you also have to know that point where you're like Number one, I'm on too many platforms and I can't keep them all straight or whatever. Or like you said, Brian, this platform is more of a time suck for me than a productive thing for me. Because, you know, and you have to be honest and be like, hmm, I need to not be on this one because it's really not doing anything for me as a content creator. So I don't know. I guess you just got to know where your boundaries are and what your purpose is. And then a person needs to consume too. Brian talks about that, you know, what do you, uh, create more than you consume. But you do need to consume in order to create if that makes sense i know we're on a yeah i mean you have to you have to consume you have to see other people's content and and interact with them to build your audience that's the way we always talk we every platform we were like you got to follow people you got to find people that you like their shit follow them hopefully they follow you back you got to put out more content so yeah you're consuming and creating at the same time i just try to create a little bit more than i consume i by all means, consume social media. I wish I didn't consume as much as I do. Um, I struggle at it. I uh, I do. I use the phone timers and all that bullshit just to uh, help myself um, realize how how long I'm on them because I know how long it takes me to do my creation stuff. So I can subtract that out real easy and go, yeah, you're fooling yourself. You're just looking at that bullshit all day instead of oh, I'm on it to. Uh, 
do my thing, like <laughs> do build my stuff. Um, so it's, it's a struggle. I mean, it's a lot of time wasted social media. Um, it's the devil, man. It really is. I think we all have to use it as content creators. I mean, what are we doing? We're putting content out for social media or, I mean, that's how you're getting it to your audience. Um, but yeah, I think if it had never come around, it wouldn't have been a bad thing. There's, I know we're off a little, but there's always been content though, you know? So pre, you know, there was Howard Stern before the internet, or at least, you know, that kind of, and Rush Limbaugh. And then you go back further and there was the newspaper. And before that, there was the court jester. And I'm not, you know, yes, there is something excessively cesspoolish about social media yeah but i saw i saw did, uh, you might have seen the meme today too or it might have been a post that said uh, the world hasn't gotten stupider stupid people have just gotten an easier way to express their opinions i like that i can live with that and i was gonna say about uh, tiktoks i know tiktoks a bit like this i have more experience with youtube shorts which is basically just the tiktok rip -off, or the you know youtube ripoff but the algorithm in there is like whatever it is is on steroids you know within half an hour to an hour of surfing those videos you are in an echo chamber beyond echo like it's all i don't know how they do it it is just and it's addictive and you just watch it and you're like you know i got watching mike tyson videos one night and i was like down this whole rabbit hole and it's like i don't even have to go you know with youtube you had to physically search and then click on the next video this is just spoon fed to you one minute in and, oh, there's the next one. I think they figure out how long you watch a certain video. Like they can tell how long <clears throat> you watch something and then they're like, oh, that's what he wants to watch. It's true. But so have you have you grown your audience on TikTok or well, or Ken? Did you have something you wanted to say, Ken? Oh, I was going to, you were talking about the how they spoon feed it to you. For yeah. instance, on Facebook, the algorithm. If you comment on somebody's happy birthday post for the next week all you'll see are birthday posts it's so frustrating so the algorithm is definitely definitely out to get you as to the tiktok question no i'm not consistent enough to have grown my audience <laughs> to any size i know i know brian's gonna yell at me for that one i need to i need to be more consistent but it's one of those things where you do what you have time for and that's know. where your audience is i know yes it. yes it is let's slap ken there you go I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my Canadian friend up there threatening violence against you on my American brother. I am offended for me now, Brian. All you fucking Americans are the same. <laughs> there, I bet I pissed somebody off. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. Yeah, hey, you know, we are. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Well, I'm gonna for that one. Oh, that looks good. So, Amy, have you have you grown a following or have you grown your overall following from tiktok do you think i have i have about 7500 followers on tiktok and right. um i know that there were direct sales for my snail mail newsletter that came from tiktok because i posted a video and then boom so yeah it's it's crazy i you wouldn't think that that i would say facebook and tiktok are actually the things that brought me the most sales for isn't that crazy how often are those were your, your oh, biggest oh, audiences? Um, let me check. I have my stats over here in case you asked. <laughs> let me pull up my stats. <laughs> you know what? They actually are my two biggest audience. 
So weird, cool. weird that that's where your most sales came from. I I would never got. I would have never guessed that. How often do you post on uh, TikTok, Amy? I used to post every day. Okay. And then once I got like now, I maybe post two or three times a week. Because the thing is, they they will tell you things like you have to post this often. You have to post at this time. You have to post, you know, like all these stupid things they tell you. And I always think if they're telling everybody you have to post at 10 a.m. every day, not like what would happen? What would that look like if every single creator posted at 10 a.m. every day? That doesn't even make sense. So I think you just have to figure out what works for you. And what works for me is not posting every day. I actually find if I post every day, I don't get as many views. So oops, so I um, every other day, every third day works best for me right now. So there, there was a young girl. I don't know. She's in her early 20s and she she posted four times a day to TikTok. She has like random facts video or whatever. And really intelligent girl. She she dropped out of university because she was making so much money on TikTok. And she's been doing it for, I don't know, three or so years. I, have you, are you into the creator's fund? No. Okay. I wasn't sure. How yeah, about this that's, question? That's oh, what I'm ahead. wondering. Like, so how do you monetize your social media without a product? I understand how you sell a product. I mean, that's just a following and offering your product. But I see a lot of people making money and they don't have a product. Like what any of you guys know? I mean, obviously we're sitting here in this uh, in this round table chat. So probably not. Um, we would be doing bigger and brighter things, probably <laughs> posting TikTok videos. But um uh, yeah, I mean, what is that avenue to monetization when you don't have a product? Because like I said, Corey's got 12,000 followers on on Instagram and I've racked my brain and tried to figure out and I don't want to be a sleaze bag in, you know, that's what it seems like. I'll do the I'll do the internet research and it'll say, "Oh, do this." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's kind of shady. That's kind of sleazy. It's and but uh yeah, what's what's that avenue to uh to monetization? I mean, for me, you know, YouTube ad dollars has been okay. You know, it's been reasonable, to, to be honest. I mean, my niche, of course, especially what I started in, really, really helped that. And then, of course, so, I mean, again, I do review videos, right? So, it pushes the traffic between YouTube ad revenue and Amazon affiliate sales. They kind of feed each other. So, of course, any time I can get someone from social to watch a review video, you know, that helps my ad revenue there. That's been my my two. You know, I, I probably make $500 a month between the two. So it's, it's, not, it's not an inconsequential amount of money. And I know that people who have... Um, you know, not that much larger followings than me are doing really well with it. So that, you know, I hate to put all your eggs in one basket because I'm not doing that. I'm put, obviously I'm branching out into other things, but depending on, you know, and it doesn't necessarily work for all niches, at least, I mean, it can, but it's more difficult in some niches than others. Does that make sense, Brian? Yeah. Um, so I, I watched some, on TikTok the other day, it was a uh, some dude was talking about some side hustle, uh, just throwing up a YouTube channel and doing like background music, like 
grabbing free background music, putting it up with a, with a thumbnail, and then just getting, accumulating enough to get into the creator group. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, whatever. Corey's designing clothes, whatever, in the background. I'm like creating a fake, another Google a Gmail address and a new YouTube account and all this stuff. And I didn't upload anything. I didn't write a profile, anything. All I did was name it background music. And I just forgot about it. I was going to like, yeah, during the week and the evening or something, get back to it. And I like, I click on the tab the other day and it said, uh, account has been removed for violation of terms of service. And I'm huh. like, what do you mean? What, like, because it's called background music? Because that's literally the only thing that was done to the account was it said background music for the title. So somebody, somebody figured a way to hack the algorithm or whatever, you know what I mean? And they decided that that wasn't, uh, yeah, it was against their terms of service. So now anybody who does background music is kicked yep. out, right? I was like, I didn't even post a video. I didn't post, I didn't put a about page, nothing. It just terminated my account, gone. I was like, well, I guess I, that idea is shot. <laughs> I got it. Oh, go ahead, Ken. I think Nate hit on something in, in the comments. He said, mention Amazon affiliate links, but there's literally hundreds of thousands of things that you can affiliate for. Yep. I mean, anything from the coffee you buy to tools to Amazon is the biggest, most well-known thing, but there's lots of creators out there that sell courses that'll, you can make 25, 30, 50% selling for other course creators or, you know, driving traffic for people. They'll, they'll pay you for that. I know Joseph Mills. Uh, I wish I could remember, but he, he's in a few. Uh, he, he's in kind of a really niche tool market. So it's like Nipex and I forget what they are, but anyway, he, he does really well, but yes, because Amazon affiliate, even though it's the most widely known pays the least basically overall. Uh, I just got accepted into the Amazon influencers program, which I got a shout out to Justin Prim for from 30 day, 30 days reviews on YouTube. So check him out because it's another place to take my review videos and now you can upload them directly to Amazon and it helps push more affiliate sales for you. So that's another avenue of income and reusing content. But yes, you're absolutely right, uh, Ken. There are literally hundreds, probably thousands of, uh, if you like a product or you like a store, check it out and see if they have it because size isn't where your income comes from on the internet. You know, you can, I, there's people out there that have a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers that are making almost nothing. And there's people who have 10,000 that are making uh, a year's wage. Say, hold on one second, but size does matter on OnlyFans. So yeah, well, see, so here's the thing. I signed up for that. And you ever see when somebody loses on Jeopardy and they end up in the negative. Yeah. I was on there for three days and I ended up owing them $75. <laughs> so I don't know how that happened. I disputed the charges, but I was kind of embarrassed, so I left it alone after a while. I, I don't, and you guys think I'm kidding? It's a true story. Oh, that's I, fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'll leave that alone. Another thing I was going to mention: look for every product that you use for your affiliate stuff. Like we, our podcast host is Captivate.fm. 
if somebody signs up through the link that, you know, they, they can go listen to the podcast. A lot of times there'll be a link there. They can sign up through that. And it's actually under my account. So I would get a little kickback for somebody signing up for that. I mean, every, probably most products that you use have some sort of affiliate program attached to it. So wearing your hat, you know, hey, check out this cool hat I got from whateverstore.com. Yeah, my soap. I'm an affi- I have an affiliate uh, account with Dr. Squatch. I love their shit. Um, yeah, I kept the fact that I ordered it again. I ordered it, used it, ordered it again. And then I went to their site and was like, hey, do you guys, I e- I just emailed them. I was like, do you have an affiliate program or anything? Because, yeah, this is kind of really good stuff. And your customer service is phenomenal. And I had a, the thing was, I had an issue with my order, my shipping um, got all messed up, but it was in the like Christmas season of uh, COVIDs and all that shit. And uh, so I was understanding. I was like, I know it's not your fault. I know you shipped it and it's the intermediate carrier that screwed up. And they like took care of it. They comped the order. They're like, we'll send you out another one. And if the one that we ship shows up, consider it a gift. And I'm like, hey, while I got you on the line in this email, do you have an affiliate program? They're like, yep, here's the link. Sign up. And yeah, I mean, the wood stove, Tim's favorite thing in my camper, the wood stove. Yes. I'm an affiliate with uh, Cubic Mini Wood Stove, um, the mobile must-haves where I got my internet from. Yeah, everything I buy, if you got an affiliate because I'm going to do a video about it. I might as well make money off the video. So, yeah, definitely check the products you use and like because uh, those are the things you should. Like, be honest, though. Don't shill shit that <laughs> sucks. I mean, that's just stupid. Don't don't tarnish yourself. Like, actually believe in the shit that you're uh, referring people to use. Otherwise, they're going to think you're full of crap. I struggle with that because, like, you know, if you go to my site, I've got, like, two, 250 products on there. But it's all shit I've used over the years. But, you know, you still, I of course, when you're in review videos, you're always going to get someone. Oh, I bought this product on your recommendation and now I think you're a total piece of shit. Well, okay, I apologize, whatever. You know what I mean? And I'm honest in my reviews. And again, like I said, most of my reviews end up being positive because I do a metric shit ton of research on the products long before I ever buy them. But yeah, I've got to get better at that. I've got to get better at getting affiliates for other things because I'm, you know, I'm all in on Amazon, but I don't want to lose that. And I'm going to, my big thing I have a plan. I haven't done it this week yet, but I have five different companies, products that I love that I'm going to reach out to and be like, hey, can you do affiliate or will you send me testing products, whatever it happens to be? Because I bet you at least one of them will say yes. Something, something at least. I mean, a free tool is a free tool. That's, that's what I got to say about that. So I'm going to reach out to Furman Generators. My, that is my top performing I don't know if I'll get anything, but just like, just so other people know, like shoot for the stars. Like, but my top two performing videos are both reviews of my tri-fuel generator and they've got a hundred thousand views between them. And I bet you I've sold at least 40 of those generators for that company, probably more than that. And they're almost a grand a piece. And I, because I love the product, you know? So, Hey, if they want to send me some free generators to test out, I'll take them because I actually stand behind that product. You know, or or if they want to, you know, whatever, doesn't matter because, and it's funny because that, so here's an, another thing about that. Uh, it's a Costco product. So it drives zero revenue to Amazon for me. So what I did was I put my top 10 
generator accessories in the description so that people find those and it drives them to Amazon. And I also have the end card and a pinned comment. Don't forget pinned comments, guys. Pinned comments to either another video or to, again, I've got a video with like my top five generator accessories. So always be getting people to follow that. Yeah. I'm so bad at that. I'm, I'm not perfect at it. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. I like, I have that generator video, the conversion. What's it with generator? People buying generators or something? Is something going on in the world that I don't know about? Like, are people getting like worried about shit or something? Um, yeah, my generator video uh, for the propane conversion on YouTube is fairly successful. Um, not a hundred thousand by any means, but uh, yeah, I I got to get better at linking that to the to all together and the the pin comments. I didn't even think about that. So thank you. Just focus. <laughs> if if again, I'm a big fan of throwing yourself into you know, investing your time in the, the, the thing that's going to bring you the biggest return. So, you know, take your top five uh, performing videos and do that treatment to just those because that's your biggest bang for your buck, right? But So we've been almost an hour and a half. I don't know if anybody else in the audience has any questions, but anybody else have any kind of final thoughts on social media and the beautiful thing that it is? Oh, Brian, yeah, Brian likes it so much he dropped off. So yeah, we're <laughs> so all right, guys. Um, why don't we go around the horn and tell everybody what we have coming up and where we can find you? How about you, uh, Mrs. Dingman? Mrs. Dingman, uh, you can find what's going on with me at a farmishkindoflife.com. I would like to let you know that I uh there will be an interview with Mr. Tim Cook on yeah, I know <laughs> on uh the podcast on Thursday. And also on Thursday, I am going to be on a live stream with Miss Nicole Sauce on Living Free in Tennessee. We are doing a very sassy afternoon tea with the spicy <laughs> sisters, we have decided to call it. So be sure to check that out. It will be on the Living Free in Tennessee channel at 2 p.m. Central Time, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I believe. So for the record, uh, you guys actually stole that name, Spicy Sisters. That was the name of my OnlyFans channel. Oh, so, sorry, I hope people guy. don't get confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave that alone. Anyway, Brian, how about you? Oh, he's I, I ruined Brian. Oh, man, I got to recover from that. Spicy Sisters, huh? I just figured it, you know, I did it for the algorithm. So, yeah. Well, I mean, two girls. It's it's always a big, big spell. <sighs> There was there. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm Brian uh, from the Lost Project. You can find me at thelostproject.com and on Float. I guess is what we determined tonight is the only place I actually do anything. So um, yeah, the Lost Project on Float. You can find me on Telegram. Uh, T.me/lotschat is my uh, little chat group I have going on there. Uh, 20 so people so it's not overly crowded and you can have yourself heard and uh, ask a question daily on my weekly daily morning podcast monday through friday and uh, throw it in there so a little bit of a conversation after the fact and uh, yeah interviews on saturday 11 a.m central 
uh, for the next couple of weeks at least because I got these West Coast people that don't like to get up early. And so, yeah, probably after that, I'm going to scale it back till earlier in the morning. So looking for guests. If you want to be a guest on Living Outside the System, uh, Coffee with Brian, uh, get in touch with me and we'll uh, get that guest form filled out. So, but other than that, that's all I got. Awesome. I didn't know you had a podcast. That's good. I'm glad you Yeah, just out, just so. started it uh, 50 episodes ago. So oh. thanks, for, thanks for tuning in. I suppose you post it on social media, do you? Once, uh, oh, once yeah. a day is all Good. I post. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe maybe we'll have an after party uh, tomorrow night. That would be yes, cool. So would keep be an fun. eye out for that if you're in the audience, um, and uh, keep an eye out on Tim's channel because it'll will definitely be on Tim's channel because I can't have mine taken down. Yeah, I know how it is. We'll figure it out. So how I about just you, want Jen? you to know oh, that sorry. I'm offended. Yeah, uh, I'm which, offended right what now. What did we offend you about? With I, I'm offended because somebody else is probably offended right now. Oh, are you offended on their behalf? Because of two girls, right? <laughs> that doesn't offend me. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, we went right down a rabbit hole tonight. Save us, There's no way I can follow that up. <laughs> so I'm Ken from the Constructive Liberty Podcast, which, by the way, will feature Mr. Tim Cook tomorrow at noon. So go join us. Tim's making the rounds this week, so... It will not be his OnlyFans channel. No, thank God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So how about me? Was that? Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. Can... Over to you. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, I, no jokes at all. Everything's 100% serious here. So, um, yeah, I, I don't even know where to start. To, yeah, no, I need to. Uh, the workshop on YouTube. Yeah, you guys got me flustered now. This is good. So the the workshop, the Toolman Tim's workshop on YouTube, you can go by there, review videos, and we have the podcast. That seems to be the thing. It is growing like gangbusters. I am so excited. But we, uh, three episodes a week, we talk about everything, nothing, and all the stuff. It's really quite a, quite a bit of fun. I really enjoy it. And you got three episodes this now? Yeah. What Thursday, Sunday? When's the other one? Thursday, oh. Saturday, and Sunday. Saturday, the yeah. random topic. That's the fun one. Sometimes we do like top five post-apocalyptic TV shows from the 1990s, just because I can. I'm always prepping for my interview because I'm a good host and I prep hardcore before the interview, uh, just to be stocked up. And I always miss your Saturday mornings. That's why I forget about it. So that's okay. Sometimes everything else I catch morning. live, man. That's that's the way I roll. Catch it live. Yes, I love it live. Yeah. So three, you know, uh, Thursday, Thursday seven Mountain Time, Sunday sun seven Mountain Time. Yeah, and so. Find me, toolmantim.co. That's the easiest way. Man, what a night. This has been good, guys. I'm still laughing. I'm trying not to laugh about OnlyFans. So I'm going to get, yeah, anyway. Check me out at OnlyFans, the last project. I don't know. I don't think I have one, but I'll go make one right now. So uh, collaborations on that end of things would. Uh... Oh, collaborate with the Spicy Sisters. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, this was, sorry, I think I just hollered into my mic. This was an excellent episode except when we went down the rabbit hole or that's what she said so anyway guys we appreciate you dropping by we really do i i say this at the end of my podcast we've got a really cool community here fireside freedom i love it i i enjoy our back channel chats too we have a lot of fun and uh yeah sometimes we get totally inappropriate in the best ways because we share with each other and help each other and i say it a few times but a rising tide floats all boats and that's what we're here for uh so yeah, we appreciate it, guys. Thanks for dropping by. And as always, we'll see you next week. Have a good one.